Because she's, yeah. I'm not bold like that. Nor do I care. Well, I mean. Not much. Anywho. <laughs> we need to not. <laughs> I can talk Sorry, on and on okay. about this. Yeah, okay. Um. Well, welcome. Welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having Mary us. Mary and Happy Harley. Yep. I'm excited to have you guys on the pod. Had to do, uh, Harley was begging me to come on. <laughs> on her hands and knees. And so I thought, I thought I would, uh, allow it. Yep. But I was like, Mary has to come too. Yeah. Even so, though you just met her today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I just knew. I was like, I was like, I want Mary yep. to come. Because... I knew she needed to balance you out. So Mary's the entertainment. I'm just here just to be here. So no, I'm just kidding. I was begging. I was yeah. Begging. I was like, I think you were the one on your hands and knees begging. I know. <laughs> I know. I was. I was. I asked a lot on the Facebook call. I was like, please. Yeah. Well, every time that we like hung out and stuff, you were just like, all right, who's coming on the pod? Yeah. And I'm like, not me. Double and pass it to the next person. Well, Brady Brady bailed on me, so I can't, like, I tried with him, like, three or four times, so. Yeah, I don't know if you're ever going to get him. No, I need I need to offer them both to come on. Oh. But I need to DM her in a very polite and gentlemanly go. way. Maybe do it in person. Maybe I just do a group DM, you know? Both yeah, 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 there you go. Yeah, avoid, there you go. avoid problems. Um, but welcome, I'm excited to talk to you guys about lots of different things about life. Yeah. And uh, I think my first question, and then we can just kind of go from there, is we're all kind of at similar ages, similar time of life, and a lot of times on the podcast I try to focus some of the discussion around, you know, how to navigate this Mm -hmm. time of life. And so I think that's my first question. You know, where are you guys in your life? When When we were talking a little bit earlier, you guys mentioned how you guys kind of are transitioning from whether it was school or whether it was from work to now it sounds like you're dating someone or been Mm -hmm. with someone for a while. So there's a lot of kind of like transition of life. And so I'm curious, what are you guys doing to navigate it? What is this transition of life looking like for you guys? And and what have you found thus far to be working for you? Well, like, obviously, like, I was playing volleyball before everything, and then COVID hit my spring season. Where were you playing at? I was at... Eastern Arizona College. Okay, cool. Um, cool. And Thatcher. And I was super excited. Like, if you would have asked me, like, beginning of my – it's just a two-year. Beginning of my last year there, I would have told you, oh, yeah, I'm going to be playing at a four-year, like, volleyball, volleyball, volleyball until I die. Yeah. Um, But then COVID hit, and I was on spring break, got sent home, and then got my stuff or whatever back from college and then ended up having to look for a job because I was like – I mean, I'm getting recruited, but I don't know what's going to happen. Like, this is just, like, very unknown um, about everything. So I'm trying to figure out, like, what I want to do with my life. Like, mm-hmm. do I want to keep playing? Do I not? And then I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm done. Like, mm. my body hurts all the time now. And so it's just time to just be done with volleyball. Yeah. Um, but obviously, there's, like, other opportunities to still be around volleyball like that. But then my um, uncle gave me a call, and he's like, oh, we're hiring a receptionist. And so I was like, okay. So he's like, send in your resume to my job, and we'll go from there and yeah. see if you qualify or whatever. So I sent it in, and 
Next thing you know, I'm a receptionist <laughs> at an insurance agency. And yeah. <laughs> just like, this is weird. Like, going from school and volleyball and just, like, relaxing to 8 to 5, like, having to be there on time. Like, right. you can only take certain breaks. Like Totally different vibe. It's so different. Night and day different. And then I'm, like, yeah. sitting down all day. What, like, what, um, what was kind of your reasoning? Sorry, just to hit your foot. Um, what was kind of your reasoning behind... Like, obviously, COVID hit, and that kind of gave you that break in between. But why Like why did you decide to kind of move on from volleyball? Well, obviously, like, my body couldn't handle it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just like, I was like, what's, I don't I just felt like it was like, what's the point? And right. mo- most of my offers weren't the greatest. Mm-hmm. So I was like, if I'm going to be paying for school, I might as well work full-time and do school part-time. Um, just so I can afford it that way. And during COVID, I was scrambling for money. Like I, I was broke. Like obviously like I was on a scholarship at the college before, but I didn't have any money to my name. So I was, Mm -hmm. I was begging anyone. I was like, Hey, do you need me to do anything? Like (laughs) I was like an Uber driver for people and just like doing anything for some money at that point. Mm. So it was more kind of like a longevity wise like what is yeah where is this really going to lead to yeah and i mean obviously like where i'm at now like it's a career like we definitely work at a place that it's a career and i see myself there mm-hmm. like basically for the rest of my life until i retire um but i never imagined it being like that like right. that wasn't my intentions to look for my career right off the bat i was just looking for something that i can go to and earn some money yeah are you still a receptionist or have you kind no. of... No. Okay, okay. No. That, I was a receptionist for a year and then... A year and a half and then I finally moved back because I was the receptionist during COVID, so it was a lot different. Mm. And what do they have you doing now? I'm a commercial customer service assistant. Gotcha. Um, and so I'm just servicing a bunch of commercial accounts. That's hype. Yeah. That's super cool. And you do the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah, we do the exact same thing. Exact same thing. Yeah, That's super cool. we're interchangeable. So, yeah, <laughs> dynamic duo. <right> here. <laughs> and what was kind of like your, like your lead into that? Um, well, I think I'm in a much different place than a lot of people our age, which sure. I'm grateful for because I feel like I kind of have my shit together. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but uh, I I moved here. A year ago now. Mm-hmm. I've been here for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, Where'd you move from? We moved from New Mexico. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, cool. Terrible place. <laughs> Z- <laughs> zero out of ten. <laughs> um, but uh, I took a step back in my career moving here and starting at the insurance agency. Mm. So I was a uh, um, – I worked in real estate and escrow when we lived in New Mexico. Oh, okay. Um, and I we moved here – I did a couple of jobs, like, just here and there. I was trying to get my foot in the door anywhere because um, my partner, Arturo, he – we were moving here because he was transferring with his own company. So oh, okay. he already had something set up along the way. So I actually moved out here, like, a month earlier than him mm. um, to get my foot in the door, try to find somewhere to work. Right. Um, was it Was it his move that kind of forced you to transition from that different career or – um, or were there options to do that here, or did you just kind of want to change? The market is so bad, okay, <laughs> like real fair. estate market. Yeah. So people were – I mean, we were fortunate enough where we were moved from 
that the market didn't really affect us a ton. It's a super small town. Like, right. there's loads of people moving there to retire for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> <laughs> probably because there's a golf course and that's about it. Golf but, course um, and, co- and quiet. Yeah. yeah. But um, so people were getting laid off in oh, escrow okay. and real estate here. So I was like, oh, shoot. I got to figure out what I'm going to do. Because I loved my job. I loved doing what I did. Yeah. Um, but it just wasn't feasible. Like, right. I could totally be – I could start and then be laid off in a week. And right. I was like, well, we can't afford to take that risk. So yeah. I hopped around a little bit, and nothing was sticking. I didn't like anything that I was doing. And then I interviewed here, mm-hmm. um, got the job. And I, then I took a major step back, so I started at reception. I was like, oh, God, I haven't done reception <laughs> since I was, like, you know, 18. I was like, this is so boring. But right. um, but I just powered through it, and now we do the same thing. And, um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and what? And I guess this is both you because you both started in reception. What? Mm-hmm. What kind of got you to? Because I think a lot of people like will get into a job or mm-hmm. get a job that they don't like, and they'll do it for a couple of weeks, and they'll be like, "Forget this, I'm done." Yeah. So, like, what got you guys through to like mindset wise to power through that? Um, I think it's the fact that our company wants us to move on. Mm. So they don't hire anybody and put them in the receptionist position to stay there. Gotcha. They hire you to get your foot in the door, learn about a little bit of insurance, working on getting your license, mm. and then they want you to keep going up. Mm. They don't want you to be stagnant. So it's kind of a yeah. – you don't even have to really ask for it kind of thing. It just oh, happens. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. They have like a few entry-level positions that they don't want. Obviously, if someone wants to stay there permanently – then they can probably make adjustments that way. But other than that, they like to keep it just going um, like a revolving door just mm. to get mm-hmm. more and more people. Is it a pretty big, like, company as far as? Yeah, and we're growing. Yeah. We just keep growing. We keep hiring, especially this within this last year. We have a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, we've had a lot of growth. Why is that? Is there, like, a specific reason? Or? <sighs> the market's just competitive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we – our company holds – I. Honestly, even though I love doing what I did in New Mexico, mm-hmm. I've never worked for a company who cares for their employees like ours does. Okay. Um, so I think that helps too. And a lot of our a lot of our hires are referrals from oh, really? inside the firm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. Yeah, it's crazy what uh, like the company culture. What's that saying? Movie recording stopped. Great. Wonderful. <laughs> That's what we always want to see. <laughs> See, okay, like, see this system right here? Like, mm-hmm. this is supposed to plug into, like, a live stream thing. We don't like live stream, but, like, yeah. Like, yeah. so it stops. It doesn't do this, but I didn't have the – I didn't have Mitchell here to run it for me today. <laughs> That's tough. Didn't have your producer. Just, yeah, seriously. Because, like, up in, I, in Utah, I had my cousin. He was just – because he's, like, a nerd about this stuff. Uh, and so he was go. like, I'll, I'll do it. I was like, <laughs> like, I'll fix this for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, plus, the nice part, too, is it doesn't save on the device, so it just saves online. Nice. So I don't oh, okay, have to fill go. up my storage. Nice. But this c- camera, for some reason, at 30 minutes, it's like, we need to take a break. It turns mm. off. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, I don't even know what you're saying. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's interesting, like, culture-wise. Like, if, mm-hmm. if a company has a really good culture and, like, good environment, even if it's kind of, like, not even the most interesting work, mm-hmm. like, people are, like, willing to stick around and be there for it because it's, right. like, the environment makes almost, like, half the difference. If not right, more. for sure. Definitely. For sure. What, do you, what are they doing differently that you think is, like, culture-wise than other places you've worked? Because you said you worked in the real estate. And it was like, eh, they didn't really care at all versus. 
yeah, I think I my company that I worked with in escrow and real estate, they didn't they were okay. Like they like I feel like they did like the bare minimum that they needed to do. Like right. I didn't feel unhappy or like unsatisfied with my bosses, mm-hmm. but I didn't feel necessarily like fulfilled. Mm. I was just like, this is cool. This is a mutual relationship. Like I don't feel like I'm being taken advantage of. We're we're chilling. But before that, I had worked at um, a family owned auto dealership. Oh wow! That was bad. Mm. That was really bad. <laughs> um, I did finance there, yeah. and I was, I mean, I was clocking in, like, at 7 a.m., leaving at 10 o'clock at night. I never saw my partner. Mm-hmm. Um, like, we had no, they didn't do a 401k match. They didn't have great benefit. Like, just everything was just, right. it was so money-driven that mm-hmm. it was, like, let's pay the least amount that we can to our employees okay. so that way I can have a bunch of profit. Oh, um, yeah. And we yeah. saw that, like, eventually he had, like, remodeled a bunch of his he owned three different dealerships so Mm. eventually he started remodeling and i mean he spent like two million (laughs) dollars on a remodel but he can't give me a bet a little bit of a better health plan that's gonna cost him a thousand dollars like a year for everybody you know um so yeah i mahoney just i mean they set us up for retirement Mm -hmm. they have great employee paid fully like i don't pay anything for my health insurance that's nice um yeah, they just – I mean, we're, we're always in the loop, I feel like. Like, yeah. we have meetings with our CEO all the time. Yeah. He's super personable. Like, I'm – I've never been so comfortable, like, seeing the head honcho and being like, hey, what's up? Like, right. how's your week? Like, that's yeah. never been a thing. Yeah. Until I started working here, so. Yeah. Even, like, when I started working there, it was a lot different because they were transitioning with, like, obviously, like, all the COVID stuff and just different things. But now, like, we kind of finally have – people that will be permanently in their certain positions and like the higher ups Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. we finally have a set plan and just like the way that if you like it's designed to work like if you want to keep moving up you can like we have it laid out for you and stuff like that and we're kept in on the loop of because we're an employee-owned company Mm -hmm. so obviously like uh, us as investors like want to know what's going on like, oh so you guys we... have like a little bit of an equity stake in it too yeah, yeah. that's hype yeah that's super nice yeah i got that winco model going <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah no that definitely helps like if you feel more invested in the project yourself mm-hmm. because then everyone cares a little bit more about its yeah. success oh for sure for sure that's yeah. super cool yeah um i was reading here from what you sent me and you said you said here, I finally checked into my self-worth and potential of 18 year old, years old. It sounds like, because I think a lot of people too, it's hard to be self-reflective mm-hmm. at like, you know, we're trying to figure that out mm-hmm. at this age. And so, but you both seem pretty self-reflective. Like the fact that you looked at like, okay, I'm doing volleyball. It's something I love doing. Like, like for example, I just, I was doing stuff at the local community college with basketball mm-hmm. and for some reason, I, like, even though I'm, like, you know, only six foot and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> on a gray. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, and there's, like, tons of competition in men's mm-hmm. basketball. Like, there was still a part of me that was, like, man, I really want to do it because I just like playing. Yeah. Um, but then I went to several practices and I was, like, man, there's just a it's competitive butt. Yeah, you get these kids just, like, yeah. sl- like windmill dunking and they're, like, yeah, no. Um, but the fact that, like, it's something you love doing or even, like, you were doing real estate, and you're, like, 
just being reflective on it and going, okay, like longevity wise, like what do I need to make the move on? So what did you mean by that? Like when I finally checked into my self-worth, it sounds like you both are pretty self-reflective or at least you try to be like, what did you mean by that? And, and yeah, well, I went, uh, man, I went, me and life went the rounds when I was really young. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, it's so funny because every time I talk to somebody about just like life experience and like what you've been through and I tell them, like, I remember whenever me and Harley started to get really close and I was telling her all these stories. Mm-hmm. I'm like telling her a story about when something really crazy that happened when I was like 15 and she's like, what? Right. <laughs> um, like, how do you go through that? But uh, when I was younger, the first ever like relationship that I had, um, it was three years on and off, and he was super abusive, mm. emotionally, physically, yeah. mentally, it, the whole nine. Um, and going through that at such a young age, I went through a crazy spell after that. Like right. I, everything ended like at the end of my sophomore year. He, like, moved away. Um, And after that, my junior and senior year, I just went buck wild. Like, I did all of the things I could. Like, nothing was off limits for me. Um, I'm also the last child of five children. So my parents were like, we're tired. Like, Mm. don't – like, they – got my poor parents. They put so so much – trust in me and we're just so lenient so i i mean i had like full reign pretty much um so i did a lot of dumb stuff i did a lot of cool stuff but um but that let me once i hit 18 my mom finally was able to go live with my dad my dad worked in a coal mine okay um so he lived away from home like three hours and so him and my mom lived apart from each other while i was still in high school and then I graduated, and I went to college for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I dropped out my first year. Mm-hmm. Hated it. was not for me. I was an absolute idiot. Like, ruined my scholarship. <laughs> like, never went to class. Was, like, out drinking, partying all the time. Like, yeah. um, just total waste of resources. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom lived away. She lived with my dad. So then I dropped out and moved back home because I just realized, I was like, this isn't sustainable. Sure. Like, I, I totally screwed my first semester. So there's no way I can, like, recover from this. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right, I'm going to move back home and figure out what I need to do because this isn't working. Yeah. Um, And so from there, I just – it was time to be a grown-up. I didn't have mom and dad at home. I was totally on my own. I had to figure out what I was going to do, how I was going to pay bills, um, be an adult, make my own food. Like, you know, um, and I think that for sure it was a shock at the time. Right. And I think that that's – a lot for an 18 year old to process and have to figure out all at once. Yeah. But afterwards, like looking back at it now at 22, I'm so glad that I had that push and had to get through all that stuff. Cause I'll talk to people my own age and we're just in two completely separate right. like worlds for sure. Um, almost to the point where it makes it unrelatable sometimes. And right. I feel like I can't have friends yeah. because it's just, two different people mm-hmm. um but uh but yeah i i was just able to figure it out yeah. for myself at such a young age yeah. and and so now i'm i feel self-sufficient mm-hmm. and i have a great partner and um yeah i just i take care of myself and yeah she's thriving <laughs> <laughs> she is thriving yeah. <laughs> hmm. 
Um, but mine's like different, obviously, because we just sure. grew up differently and everything, which mine, I think because I was always taught, like, I wasn't just being the oldest child. Like, it's definitely different. Um, oh, are you, you, are you the oldest? Yeah, the I oldest. I knew that, but I didn't know. Yeah, so yeah. my parents were obviously, they're just like being a little bit more careful and like more strict with me. Um, That's so facts. Like, the oldest totally gets <laughs> no. the strictness and the yeah. youngest is like the... Yeah, For that's sure. why it's like I'm totally like different. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. totally different between us. Mm-hmm. Like, just everything we're like complete opposites, yeah. but it it works yeah. obviously. Um, but yeah, I think just growing up, like I was always taught that, and just also having like real life experiences, like especially like going to like public schools and then going to college for two years, and like being obviously like I was still in the same state but I was away from home and just experiencing life on my own. Mm-hmm. And my parents, like, prepared me and just helped me out with, like, those experiences and just kind of helped me, like, find out, like, who I wanted to be, like, what were my goals and aspirations in life and just yeah. figuring that out. Do you feel like early on in, like, life with your family, like, do you feel like you were given lots of opportunities to, like, kind of do hard or more challenge, like, things that would challenge you? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. For sure, definitely. I think because, obviously, like, I, it just goes back to being the oldest sibling. Like, they were experiencing raising a kid for once, and then I was just experiencing life for the first time and everything like that. So it was just different for both of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see. That, that's the one thing, like, I see a lot of times, kind of going back to what you said, mm-hmm. it's sometimes hard to relate with some people, mm-hmm. only in the sense of it's like, you know, especially because I do a lot of stuff with missionaries. Mm-hmm. And so I'll see a lot of missionaries, like, first time, they're 18, they go out on a mission, and they come home early. Mm-hmm. And then they're just, like, wrecked, and they, like, are anxious and have mm-hmm. depression. Like, all these kind of symptoms that they didn't have when before they went out now kind of are flaring up, right? And one of the things I've kind of seen as a common common trait is a lot of times they weren't really – you know, they kind of did the typical, but they weren't really expected to do very challenging things, mm-hmm. really weren't pushed out of their comfort zone, never really had that, like, that I'm on my own and I got to mm-hmm. figure this out. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you know, I ain't going to make this, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so the first experience was in the mission, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, boy, I'm not ready for this. And so they come home, and then they're kind of defeated, right, because everyone's like, oh, you failed, right, which yeah. is not – that's not good um, either. But, um, but, yeah, it can be kind of like – very much a turning point where it's like are you gonna take this like really hard Mm -hmm. ish hits the fan moment and move with it or Mm -hmm. let it crumble you so yeah and I feel like that's how life is is like you can you can only prepare so much in so many different ways that Mm -hmm. when like those trials and just everything comes at you like whatever you feel like will get you through it or help you through it or even if you crumble, like, that's okay. Like, you learn from your experiences. Yeah. And sink or swim. Yeah, it's sink or swim in everything. And so it's like you learn and just yeah. adapt. Mm-hmm. I saw this quote the other day. It almost made me cry. <laughs> it said, like, it was like, oh, just a gentle reminder that this is your parents' first time experiencing life, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. like, no, Mom, I'm so, so sorry. Like, it's so true. And for I'm, thinking you have all the answers yeah. and you don't. like. And sometimes, like, they do. And it's, mm-hmm. like, it's weird. But it's, like, oh, wait, they were my age mm-hmm. once, too. They're yeah. just figuring out life yeah. still, too. Yeah. That is a freaky part, like, on two sides. Like, one, 
like the moment I was talking to a friend about this, like that moment where you go to your parents and ask them something and they're like, they give you advice and you're like, that doesn't really work for what I need. Like you realize, oh, they don't have the answer. Like mm-hmm. one, that's mm-hmm. kind of freaky. And you're like, oh, wow. Like this is the first time <laughs> yeah. they haven't had. You're like, what do I do? <laughs> right. And yeah. then you have to kind of figure it out on your own. And the second is like, I think a lot of people nowadays, like our age, mm-hmm. I think, and I think partially it might be like we have so much access to information online mm-hmm. and YouTube and TikTok and everywhere that we've gotten really comfortable, like almost scared to like accept mentorship from adults. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, we're like, no, we can just look it up or whatever. Someone else our age has experienced it. Yeah. yeah. But there's so many times where it's like, you know, if you went and talked to that adult who like maybe you know, as a lawyer and you're thinking, oh, maybe I want to be a lawyer or something. Yeah. Like, you could learn, like, whether you want to or not. There's so many mentorship opportunities right. I think are people kind of avoid because it's just not common, as common anymore either. Yeah. Which is kind of unfortunate, but. Yeah, it's definitely hard. Um, but I just think that even if our parents haven't experienced it, mm-hmm. they're also some of the best people to go to, like, for those True. situations because – Obviously, like, even if they haven't experienced it, they're going to be in your corner no matter what. True. Um, and just supporting you and helping you through that as well. Um, and just communicate with them and have them help you because parents, that's what they want. They want to be useful and feel like they're, they're not needed? just, yeah, yeah, they're needed. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I think, yeah, a lot of people seem to, like, they almost hide things. From their, yeah. like, the people that they probably should be trusting more. Mm-hmm. They tend to hide things, and then it's like, get yourself in a pickle, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. What, um, because you said, like, after your first kind of relationship where mm-hmm. it was abusive, you kind of went through a wild phase yeah. where you are just kind of, was that, do you think have, a lot of that was kind of almost like uh, trying to deal with the trauma? and For sure. Yeah, yeah. like, explain that. Kind of explain what, what was... Um, yeah, what was that like? Well, um, the person that I was with was also extremely controlling mm. in the fact that they were emotionally abusive. So it was like, well, you can't do this, and you can't go here, and, you know, this person, you can't. It was like the typical, I feel like this is, I don't know if it's still, I'm sure it's still common against amongst, like, younger, like, young men, because young men when you're in high school or most of the time they're very insecure sure. it's just the the matter of the fact like yeah. there's always going to be somebody that's hotter than you there's always going to be a girl that you want and you can't have there's right. just you know you're competing against other men in sports whatever um so i'm sure it's still common but it's like it was down to the whole like you can't have any boys on snapchat like that kind of yeah like very petty like emotionally age, manipulative like, right yeah um and, I mean, I was just a naive kid that, like, wanted this boyfriend. Yeah. I thought that it was, like, oh, this is, like, him what showing me that he cares and he loves <laughs> right. me. Yeah, well, whatever. Right, right, Makes right. Makes like, this throw is, up talking about it now. No, yeah, no, but for I sure. Think, <laughs> but, um, I think a lot of people think that, though. Oh, like, for sure. I'll talk. kind of bought into that. Yeah, I mean, we, me and my partner have had friends who we sit down and we talk about what they're going through with their partner and we're, like, oh, no, like, it's not normal. Yeah. Like, we've had friends who, I mean, they're, like, screaming, fighting almost every night, punching holes in walls. The? And they think that that's normal. <laughs> yeah. And And Arturo and I are just like, no. no. Mm. Um, what but, do you, sorry, sorry, no, I don't want to sidetrack. Okay. But 
what, like you've mentioned Arturo a few times, mm-hmm. like what do you guys do? It sounds like you guys obviously have pretty good communication. Mm-hmm. Like what do you guys do that's different, that works? Um, <clears throat> don't get me wrong. It's not like it's not like we started dating and our relationship was perfect. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> um, I think so many. Well, I think so many times people kind of like BS yeah, it and it's they're like, like fantasy, yeah. We're, yeah, and it's like, no, let's talk about this for real. It's like, real it's, life. Yeah, it's real life. Yeah, you're two people who just met each other and you're trying to navigate how you're supposed to mesh your worlds mm-hmm. together, especially when you're already an adult. Right. I think it's so much easier for people who like started dating in high school and then just never break up because right. your worlds were smashed when you were a kid and didn't have any responsibilities that it's just like the path never yeah. really goes mm-hmm. out of why it's just Super like similar like, yeah. upbringing and, for sure. Yeah. Relatability. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows for sure. Um, we had to navigate how how he grew up and how I grew up were extremely different. Mm. Um, he's from Mexico. He grew up in a Mexican traditional household, which mm. so you know my father in law is very holds those traditional Mexican values. So you know the man is the man of the house. You need to have kids and stay home Pretty and strict. very mm-hmm. like he very controlling. Like okay. that's just how Mexican heritage is. Like yeah. the man controls everything. Um, and Arturo and I are not that way. We are like the exact opposite. So <laughs> I'm like a nightmare, basically. I don't want children. Um, we don't really, not that we don't care about marriage, but like, for example, like I'm not religious, so I don't sure. hold those like religious values to marriage that most people might. Right. Um, we're just polar opposites. I want a career. I like being able to do what I want to do. Very independent. Um, and so when we started, a lot of it was just figuring out how the, both of us were raised and what communication looked like in your household. I think that's a really important factor that a lot of people probably don't think to share with their partner. Because mm-hmm. um, I grew up, my mom, my mom's my best friend. Yeah. I love her to death. Um, she's the best. And I can tell that woman anything. Like, yeah. we are open books to each other. Um and it's like, if you need to tell me something, you tell me it, and I'm not going to get angry. I'm going to listen to you, and I'm going to love you. And then we're going to do what we need to do together to get over it right. or get through it. Right. Um, whereas him and his household, A, he's a man. So mm-hmm. men are normally tend to, you know, you need to be strong and you Closed need to, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, um, like, that's the idea of, like, masculinity, which I completely disagree with. I think a man being emotionally intelligent and vulnerable, especially with your partner, is, like, the most masculine thing you can do. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, men listening, that's so hot. Like, please. <laughs> like, like you need to be emotionally yes. vulnerable, please. Yes. But um, there's nothing better than, like, a secure man and his yeah. masculinity. Oh, but for sure. Like, what's, what are some things? Because I think that's – I think you're right. I think – there's almost a confusion mm-hmm. that's made where it's like I think people should be focusing more on like men it's okay to like be emotionally mature and mm-hmm. learn how to communicate mm-hmm. but sometimes for some reason it gets twisted like it doesn't have to be the same as how women communicate right because mm-hmm. I think that's what pe- I think that's what guys hear they're like yeah. oh so I have to I have to communicate like a girl and it's like and, yeah. no it's like yeah. it's like no you don't have to do that but it's like there's a difference between that and how, how girls communicate is going right. to be different. Yeah. And learning how to communicate as a guy and right. still communicate and be emotionally there. And so what would, like, what, how can, 
yeah. I think that when men hear like they need to be emotionally vulnerable, mm. they automatically think that they need to be like laying out all of their battles and like mm. all of their insecurities on the table. And that's not what we're asking. Being emotionally vulnerable and emotionally mature just means that you, when you come to your partner and there's a disagreement, because you're always going to have a disagreement, it's never not going to end. You're two Mm -hmm. different people. Like, and if you're too similar to where you don't have a disagreement, one of you is hiding something or you're probably somewhere siblings and you need to get a family tree done. (laughs) Like, (laughs) let's be real. (laughs) Um, But I think it's just... Coming together when you have a a problem or a disagreement, um, men want to get so defensive. Mm-hmm. Like, it's I'm going to come to you and tell you that you did something last week that I felt disrespected by or it made me upset. Let's figure out why that made me feel that way. And then let's figure out how we can't, like, we shouldn't do that again. True. And men immediately get defensive because mm-hmm. it's like, well, that's just who I am. Or, like, why I'm a man. Like, how am I supposed to know? Or you're overreacting. Or it's like there's just this wall that's been Mm -hmm. built with men and communicating to their partners. And it's never going to work if that's how you communicate. Right. Um, I mean, we went through trials where it was like, why? I don't want to talk about this. Or, like, you know, I don't, I feel like I didn't do something wrong. So I'm just going to say that I didn't. And then that's that. Mm -hmm. Um, but we've just learned that – and, too, like, if one of you – you're either – there's two forms of communication, right? So I'm, like, the type of person where if I have an issue, I need to talk about it now. Right. You want to bring it up and, like – Exactly. And I, yeah, I want to yeah, bring yeah. it up and I want to solve it right then and there. Mm. And then there's people who are highly emotional. Right. And if something gets brought up and, you know, you're talking about the issue and you might get angry or defensive or whatever – then and then you need to stop and right. some people need a moment they it's need to yeah you need yeah. to introduce it to them and you might need 30 minutes to cool off get all of your emotions out about it think about it and then you can come back together and talk about it later hmm. but yeah. and i think you need to understand that you two are so different in that way hmm. that you both need to respect the other partner's wishes mm, so point. like Arturo he needs time to cool off or he needs time to think about things before he speaks or else sometimes things can be said that don't mean to be said or what everybody yeah. does that right like you get you act out of anger sometimes and you yeah. say something and you're like well I totally just screwed that like, up wow, I'm right. walk that one back <laughs> right right right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. um so we've just learned that I respect him by giving him his wish and giving him time and just saying, hey, I'd like to talk about this at some point. Mm -hmm. Like, let me know whenever you're ready. Mm. And he respects me by not, okay, I'll think about it, and then throwing it off your shoulder and then never bringing it up again. So he respects me in the way of he remembers that. I want to speak about something. He thinks about it. And then he takes, when he finds the opportunity, he brings it up Um, because he knows that that's important to me. And I know that him having his time to think about something is important to him. So I think it's just a mutual respect thing, too. Like, mm. I I admire my partner, and I respect him, and he does the same for me. So whatever the other person needs, mm-hmm. we're always willing to give that to each other um, and and figure out a way to make it work. Mm. There's, you know. Yeah. No, no, that totally makes sense. I think, like, the three things 
that I've heard, and I, and you brought up like all three points, is like obviously like respect, right? Mm-hmm. You gotta have that mutual respect, but then like almost extreme ownership or yep. accountability. You know, being willing to yep. be like even even if you don't feel like you maybe meant it that way or did the wrong, mm-hmm. like regardless, like if I said something and it hurts your feelings, like that there still is an ownership part to saying like, yeah, like I did say that and I didn't mean it that way, but that totally made you hurt, like hurt Mm -hmm. your feelings and that's on me. Right. Right. And then lastly, like listening, right. If you just people listen a lot of times, I mean, it can smoothly go a lot better. And like things happen. Like that's Mm -hmm. the thing too, is like you're, there's mistakes to be made for the rest of your life. Right. It's not like one day you're going to have it all figured out and you're never going to have miscommunication again. Like, there was literally one day where, like, Arturo was taking a nap and I was awake and one of my girlfriends had wanted to catch up and, like, go get, like, food or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, so I said yes and Arturo was napping and then he gets up and I was like, oh, like, I'm going to go do this. And it kind of hurt his feelings that, like, I had made plans without him or, oh, like, without yeah. consulting him and being like, hey, do you want to join me? Or, like, do you want to do this? We can go do something else. Mm-hmm. And it was just – and I totally spaced it. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Like, duh. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't even – like, I, I didn't. I didn't even think about you. And, like, when you're going to wake up, if you're going to want to go do something or go eat or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and it – didn't get heightened. It didn't get. It was just wow. I totally spaced that. I'm so sorry. Like I'll yeah. I'll be conscious of that and like I won't do that again. And he's like, yeah, no biggie. I just I you need to know right. so that way this does, this doesn't happen again and then I don't get upset at you and then that's it and mm. like that's it. Like the yeah. people think that it has to be this huge like oh there's a problem and like right. you're yeah. not treating me right and this is but it's never that deep. Like it doesn't right. have to go that deep. You know? Well, I think also, like, obviously it comes down to compromise, but also no one's perfect. Right. We all make mistakes. Like, mm-hmm. And also I feel like when people go into relationships, just how, like, it's um, shown in, like, movies and everything like that, like, people have this high expectation mm-hmm. that it's right. just, like, this is what I want, like, a right. man to do and everything. And same with, like, a woman because it's, like, the cookie cutter, like, right. way of life and stuff like that. That it's different. It's different nowadays. Like, the world is changing, and we just, you have to go in, and you're, like she said, you're two different people, Mm -hmm. and you have to just adjust to each other and figure out life that way to adapt to taking Mm -hmm. both of your lives and merging them together to form one. Mm -hmm. You just, you have to be able to get through conflict in a positive, non-disruptive way, Mm. or else you will never make it. Like, mm-hmm. there's just, there's going to be, and you're going to have to go through through things as a couple, too. Like, like moving to a new state was probably the, one of the most stressful things I've ever done in my life. <laughs> um, and, like, that was new to both of us, and we had to navigate how to do that together. Right. Um, and Do you feel like that made you guys stronger, though, having to figure that out, and afterwards, like, looking back, being like, wow, like... For sure, yeah. yeah. No, I think... Um, yeah, I just look at other, like, people in our lives or people we have had in our lives and what they look like as partners together. And I can confidently, like, pick one out and be like, okay, that's exactly what I don't want to look like. <laughs> like, yeah. that's, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, 
but yeah, I think, gosh, I just wish people would be more open with each other and, and understand that there's, you're never going to stop learning about each other. Mm -hmm. Like there's, I learn a new thing about him probably once a month and like same goes for him with me. Mm -hmm. Um, but knowing the root of like large impactful things in your life, like your upbringing and like core beliefs and morals, like, Mm -hmm. is that going to align with people? Cause certain people, you know, one thing for me is like nothing. I'm like, whatever, I don't care, (laughs) but that could be a total deal breaker for another person. Like, like me not being religious at all, but like my partner believes in, I guess he believes in Christianity. Mm -hmm. Um, but that doesn't, neither of those things are a deal breaker for us. Right. Mm -hmm. They're not, they're not like prominent in our lives enough to where it's like, oh, we would never work. Right. But at least understanding that about each other. Exactly. Yeah. Like even when you get into communication, you can then go, okay, like they're responding like this because they were brought up this way or they mm-hmm. believe this or they mm-hmm. think about right. this. And so then it can yeah. it's gonna be thirty minutes. <laughs> it's uh it's so much easier to once you get past those difficult conversations, mm. like there's things that I've done in my life that I'm ashamed of. Sure. Um, and that I normally wouldn't want to just outright tell people, right? Like, yeah. um, but it got to a point where I was like, this is actually really beneficial. Like, A, I found that it was beneficial in my partnership because it was just another point of him understanding why I might do things the way that I do them. Mm-hmm. Um, or respond to things the way that I do. And then, too, in friendship, too, like, some of the stuff that I've told Harley that I went through, like, it makes our friendship make more sense. Mm-hmm. Right. And it it did bond us closer because yeah. it's like, oh, my God, you can share this, like, super yeah. vulnerable, like, time in your life with me. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. And now I know X, Y, Z about you, and I can – do X, Y, Z to support you and be your friend. Yeah. And I feel like that's even with, like, friendships is, mm-hmm. like, just being vulnerable and not having, like, I feel like in high school, obviously, is, like, every, and just, like, social media is, like, people want to be, again, cookie cutter and just, like, the typical, basic, like, what they want to well, the look like. And judgment, that's what right? they yeah. feel like attracts people to each other. And, but, like, friendships, it's, like, no, I'm a real person. I go through this mm-hmm. stuff, and she goes through this stuff, and it's like, oh, wait, we're not, like, we're human. Like, we're not perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, right. we have all right. these issues, and yeah. we're working through them, and just, and we use each other to, mm-hmm. like, get through our issues and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think people don't realize that authenticity pays off in the long run way more For than sure. trying to, like, fit what everyone yeah. wants. Right. But also, like, you know... I, the one thing that I think is kind of weird and in a religious sense, you know, they, they call it sinning. You, you point mm-hmm. out, like you have things that you're ashamed of. Like we're all, we all have things that we're ashamed of and we all have things that we've like, you know, like in the religious sense, we're, we're all sinners, right? Mm-hmm. Like we've all sinned. We've all made mistakes. We've all yeah. got things that we look back on. We're like, oh, that was dumb or yeah. Dang, I'm not the proudest of that. But like, it is true. We almost like, people don't want people to know or we try to hide this yeah. or like, and yeah. I'm not saying like go out and just be like, Hey, I did the, well, you know, yeah. to everybody, yeah. <laughs> right? well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, there's so many things we can relate to and learn mm-hmm. about. And it's like, nobody's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's being willing to be open and say like, I do make mistakes and I, 
do have things that I'm ashamed of. And then people, I think other people then are like, yeah, me too. I'm so glad you said something because yeah. I like, I no, also yeah. am that way. That's you know? like, especially like for me growing up, I felt like I had to obviously like, for example, like I'm taller than most girls and I'm not like blonde hair, blue eyed. Like mm-hmm. even, that's not, that's kind of more of the stereotype, but it's just like, I was so trying so hard to fit in when I'm like, obviously it kind of goes to the cheesy, cheesy saying of like, you were born to stand out type thing. Right. But it's just like, this is real life. Like you're your person. Like you're not trying to live. You're not all trying to live the same life. Like mm-hmm. in the Barbie movie, they do like the same stuff every day. And right. it's just like kind of just robotic. And it's like, that's not how life's meant to be. Like yeah. whether like whatever you believe in and just like how you live your life, like that's just what you need to do. And mm-hmm. no one's perfect. Right. It just comes down to that. Yeah, exactly. No, I think that's just like, so spot on. What has been your experience? Because I know you're not like necessary in like a partnership, you know, marriage relationship mm-hmm. per se. But what has been your experience with dating and communication? And yeah, what what have, what have you seen? Kind of just like like the same things that she said. Like obviously she's <laughs> taught me like some things and just kind yeah. of given advice that I'm like okay like that's kind of what I look for like I want to look for and kind of just being open about things and just like sharing like obviously like when you're like first starting to like talk some to someone it's like it's like oh how was your day it's not good it's like if you're having a bad day you're having a bad day right like I don't expect you to have a great day when I had like a bad day you know like there's differences and it's just like starting off with that and like the communication of that and just being open because I feel like also you're putting on like this persona of like oh I'm this is how I am but really like when you're like six months into the relationship is like the real you comes out which is fine like some people like some honeymoon phase man that's what I'm saying is so many people like stay together which is like fine like it's that's how it is like whatever works but I just think that, not that you have to be, like, just straight up your normal self, but, like, you don't have to hide things, like, you do before. And it's, like, the same way just with friendships as well, I feel Mm -hmm. like. And I kind of view those very similarly because getting into a relationship, like, that person you want to be your best friend, like, Mm -hmm. forever and stuff like that. Like, you're looking for a partner, like, for long term. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I will say, like, often... People are crazy for having babies, man, in this economy. Gotta love them. I mean, in any con- in in True. any economy, I'm a no. But yeah, what's why is that? Um, I have so many reasons, <laughs> but keep it simple. Basically, <laughs> obviously, I grew up with a lot of siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, also, my siblings and I are quite the age gap. So, me and my oldest sibling are 18 years apart. My mom had me right before she turned 41. Yeah. So, um, so all of my siblings except for my oldest have kids. So I have a half of niece and nephews who have been taking bank account money from my bank account since I got one. Um, because I became an aunt when I was in fifth grade for the first time. Yeah. (laughs) So I've been an aunt for a hot minute. (laughs) Um, I worked in daycare and kids, I've just seen how kids are like, Raining. I know that people love their kids and like 
Right. If you love to have kids and, like, you love being a mom, yeah. so happy for you. Like, that's cool. Like, mm-hmm. some people are, like, born to be a mom. Like, my mom, totally born to be a mom. Right. She loved being a mom. Mm-hmm. Like, she's always, like, I would have spaced you guys together and had, like, five more. And I'm, like, you're psychotic. But, yeah. okay. But, um, but I just don't, I like my freedom too much. I'm, like. Do you think that ever change over time or probably not? No. No. I'll admit it. I'm, I'm a pretty selfish person. Like. <sighs> Like, the fact that, truly, like, I mean, the fact that I, like, found, I mean, I I found, like, my partner and, like, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't change it for the world. I love him to death. Like, we're, we're the best duo. Yeah. But, um, but I, and I think that's because, like, I don't want anybody to have to come in and, like, separate us. Mm -hmm. Like, separate our time. And, like, I don't know, our lives are just what we like to do, like... I'm not paying for a gym that has a daycare so I can continue <laughs> doing bodybuilding and stuff and, like, yeah. sacrifice. Like, there's just – there would be too much sacrifice for me. Yeah, right. And, like, Arturo's the same way. And Arturo – me and Arturo have quite the age – well, we're seven years apart. Okay. So, yeah, he's okay. younger than me. Younger? No. <laughs> I was like, dang. I was like, wow. He's not 15. I was like, this podcast just got good. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I think no. the cops are showing up. <laughs> about to catch a case. No. No, he's seven years. I feel older like it's than like, I feel like it's more acceptable though if like a girl is dating someone super young. It's not. It's still weird. But really, I feel like it's totally different. <laughs> no, I think I agree. I if think a guy's girls... doing it, it's like pervert. But no, yeah. the... what? 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 Wait. No, if a girl. <laughs> so like, if I, me at twenty-two, if I was dating an eighteen-year-old, it would be way more acceptable to society than an than a twenty-two-year-old man dating an eighteen-year-old girl. Yeah, or like a seventeen-year-old or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I get that, but I mean, I, feel people, like it's way I mean, more people think that my age gap is weird yeah. if they don't know us. Like, I'm cool with it. Like, I've had people be like, "You're seven years apart. You're not even like you're yeah. two in two different forms of life." And I'm like, "Well, sit down. Let me tell you what I've been through." Right. Well, that's <laughs> probably like, like a big part too. Is oh, like it's huge. feeling like you connect with someone who has a little more life experience. It's huge. Yeah. If I didn't go through some of the stuff that I went through. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be as mature as I am now. That's true. Totally. Yeah. Well, I, like, also still feel like, though, like, this stereotypical, like, relationship, the guy's older than the girl, the guy's taller than the girl, Mm -hmm. like, all those things. And so, yeah, check, check. (laughs) Check, check, check. Um, But that's what I was referring to, that Mm -hmm. not necessarily the age, but the age gap and who's older, who's younger. Yeah. In any thing. type of yeah. age range. I got you. As yeah. long as I feel, I feel like as long as they're like over the age of 20 mm-hmm. and the guy's like a significant age gap, then it's like, it's fine. You know, yeah. I don't think anyone yeah. cares after that point. But yeah. yeah, I think off the bat, like just hearing it, it's like whatever. But then if you like meet the people and then it's like, oh, this isn't good, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So on the religious side things Mm -hmm. why because i I know you mentioned you're not religious Mm -mm. were you religious at one point what kind of changed for you (laughs) and uh yeah i'm just a little curious you were waiting for because i think i think there's like you (laughs) know i think that's just like a big yeah you know some people are religious some aren't and so yeah i'm curious to hear what your thoughts are on that um (laughs) you're smiling a lot over there (laughs) i feel like i see i i don't know maybe I don't know. I feel like I see a lot more younger people clinging on to religion more mm-hmm. frequently now, though. Yeah. I feel like it's much more normalized than mm-hmm. it was when, like, yeah. I was in high school. 
Sure. Um, but anyway, none. Like neither, being religious neither here nor there. Yeah. yeah. No, I think. It's I just feel like because, I just see people like. Yeah, they're we're know. lost. Like we don't know. Yeah. A lot of people don't know what to do with their lives yeah. at that point, and so it's like. Yeah. They either, like, are figuring out life and they've, like, grown up religious and they're like, oh, I like this one better. Or they're like, I didn't grow up religious, but this seems cool. Like, there's cool people here. It's extremes for sure. It's like we're swinging for something and hoping something hits, right? Yeah. So so my dad grew up a devout Catholic Mm. and my mom was Methodist. Okay. Um, My dad stopped practicing catholicism once he turned 18 because okay. he never agreed with it right um he's both of my parents are christian right they just don't believe in like they're not like huge churchgoers or anything like that and they don't like cling to one specific version of christianity gotcha they just believe that they believe in like god and jesus christ good but, values in yeah. Christ. Yeah, yeah sure okay. yeah. Yeah. like your traditional christianity yeah um so growing up i i never really went to church but I knew, like, my parents did talk to me, and, like, I knew that there was, like, a God, and I, like, had read the Bible before or whatever. But I didn't get into religion until we moved to New Mexico, because we moved there from California. Mm-hmm. Um, and we moved to New Mexico, and probably when I was, I'd say 10, is when um, my brother, at the his girlfriend at the time, had gone to this Pentecostal church. Mm. So I was Pentecostal. Um, which what, what is that? Yeah. Pentecostals are kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. crazy. <laughs> so, so there's like, I, so we're, I, do you know anything about like Baptists? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we're essentially, we're very similar to them, but we believe in like, well, they believe in like speaking in tongues. Oh, okay. That kind of stuff. Like we're like, so when you see the crazy videos on like Instagram of people in church and they're literally like, it's like a rave. Yeah. That's a, that's Pentecostals. Gotcha. Yeah. Like when they say speaking in tongues, like they feel like like God is speaking through them, yes, that type of thing. And they speak like jumble, just like okay. nothing, like gibberish, yeah. basically. Anyway, so. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. No, it's, and I can tell you stories. Wait, we days. should look it up. We have the computer. Um, sure. I got I to gotta have context on that. <laughs> sure. Um, so I started going to church with my brother and his girlfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. And. Um, I mean, we went, we were every Wednesday night youth group, every Sunday service. We didn't skip a beat. Um, so I became very religious, um, almost to a fault. And <laughs> when I was in high school is when I really started taking my religion seriously. Yeah. Um, so... Oh, God. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> I bet you they all – I feel like you could put any of them on, and I'm, I'd am i be like, yeah, that's what my Sunday looked like. Let's like, this one real quick. Okay. Let's see what they do. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's like primary. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I'm I can, I can give you – you doing this right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can give you an example – Please like demo. a short, a short, <laughs> <Please demo. laughs> a short story, uh, like uh, demo God. only. I'm just kidding. This is like some of this stuff is so embarrassing. Like, so we would Pentecostals like perform exorcisms. Oh, okay. Like, like for <sighs> like, do they actually find someone they think has like so 
demon in them, or is it like they just are doing it for the sake <laughs> Listen, of doing it? I feel like part of it's staged. I don't know. There was like there was one time. This is the first time. This is the first time and only time I brought my mom to church. Okay, <laughs> was it when I, they did that. I finally <laughs> convinced her to go, dude. Like I was like so devout to this yeah. church, and I was like, "Mom, you gotta go." Like. I'm scared for your soul. Like, I need you to go into church with me. Like, whatever. Yeah. So she finally comes. I finally convince her to come. And uh, we're sitting we're sitting in our pew. And there's this family sitting in front of us. And one of the guys, he had just, like, gotten out of jail recently. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's, like, this big dude, like, tatted up, bald, like, scary. Yeah. Scary. Yeah. Um, we're sitting there. And my, my pastor's <laughs> preaching. And all of a sudden, this guy starts just, like, blurting out cuss words. He's just, like, throwing out an F-bomb there, like, whatever. And my so my pastor's like, stop, like, cut it out. And I, oh, my God. This guy gets up from the pew and, like, charges at my pastor oh. towards the stage. Yeah. <laughs> my pastor reaches his hand out. I can't remember what he said. He said some, like, Bible verse or, like, yeah. whatever. And, like, put his hand out. And the guy, like... Death drops to the floor like a drag queen. Mm. I don't know if you know what a drag queen death drop is, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. hilarious. Anyway, so it's like I've literally dance like moms. that. I know. Okay, perfect. I know that death drop. And is. um, and he drops to the floor, and then like everybody had to start like praying around him, and like we were getting a demon out of him. My mom has never fled a building so fast in her damn life. I think that if our house caught on fire, she would move slower in that moment than she did in church She'd be that like, day. Let me get my things, and then she I'll was go. like, "Girl, no, this ain't. If yeah. you're rocking with this, cool, but like, no." Same for me. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's just like an example of like sure. classic church church activities for us, but um, <laughs> regular. <laughs> but anyway, no, just another Sunday. So, um, you know, I was deep in it. I, I served a couple of missions, oh, wow. um, in our church. I was preaching. I so I was, a I was an assistant youth pastor wow. for our church. Um, so literally like every other Wednesday night, yeah. I did our service. Yeah. We would have like youth Sundays all the time where like our youth group, our like youth worship yeah. group would Keep lead. Going. And then check the camera. Keep going though. Sure. And then um, we, I would, like, give the sermon for that Sunday and whatever. So I was deep in it. I was yeah. looking at colleges to go to school for being a preacher, like. Oh, wow. The whole nine. So I mean, like, I was. You were in. Devoted. Um, See, that's interesting, though, because, like, your personality now where you're, like, I'm, like, I don't like things kind of taking away from me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, but, like, in that situation, you're, like, you're giving a lot right. of your self there yeah all my time yeah all my time so um i finally i hit my senior at the end of my senior year of high school oh this is all during high school yeah okay okay okay. and there were some things situations that happened that were i was slowly starting to come out of it a little bit like Mm. it was like i had and I don't want any of this to, like, I don't want any, like, religious people to feel, like, disrespected or, sure. like, I'm, like, demeaning them by any of this. This is just, like, my personal experience. Totally. And especially if you've ever, like, been a part or have any knowledge of the Pentecostal church, like, it can be, like, very, very toxic and scandalous. Mm. But, um, and so there were some... So you're, like, some, not the only one who's kind of felt this no, way, is what no, you're no, saying. No. Okay. Yeah. There were some situations that had happened, and I kind of slowly started coming out of, like, I felt like I was in a brain fog. Mm. Um, like, this is just, like, what I had to do. 
and it was a lot of it was based out of fear um like fear for like if I don't do this and if I don't live this way like what's gonna happen to me right and like I was always preached to that like I can't just simply be fulfilled by being me and figuring out what makes me happy in life. Like, I have to have this religion and believe in God in order to fully be fulfilled. Mm. And so I was like, okay, like, if that's what you say so. Because right. um, I thought that it wasn't harming me until I slowly started coming out of it. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, there's a lot of, like, self-work that I need to mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. Um. So I came – I started coming out of it. I started going to church less. And then I left for college um, when I turned 18. And then, of course, church was, like, completely out because I moved away for college. Right. Um. I moved back home, and I thought that I was going to start going again. And I went. And I remember I went for, like, the first time in a few months, and it felt – so unauthentic of me to be standing there Mm. like I felt so out of place I felt foreign like it was such an out-of-body experience I like can't really explain it and so I was like wow that was really weird like (laughs) I used to like preach in this room like why do I feel so like like an outcast right now and um so after that I just did I kind of left shortly after that I left the idea of like Christianity or any sort of like specific like believe in God and Jesus Christ and like the Holy Trinity and I kind of moved to like being agnostic and I was like well surely there's got to be something like I'm like there's got to be some sort of higher power and like I don't know what it is but sure there's something and then like a like probably like six months after that I was like okay let's be real with ourselves because I was just having so much like self-doubt and I'm like I would find myself, like, thinking about things and just being, like, you don't believe that. Mm. Like, let's be real. Um, Because it was just so, so, like, burned in my brain that, like, you need something. Right. Like, I can't not believe in anything. Like, what will happen to me? Right. And I just, it was a hard thing to come to terms with, too, because everyone in my life was religious. Right. And they took it extremely seriously. Mm-hmm. And so coming out and being like, I'm atheist. I don't, I don't believe in anything. Yeah. Was I lost a lot of people in my life. A lot of people lost a lot of respect for me. Mm. Um, and I was kind of just viewed as like this, like this weird girl. Like, right. like I came, especially coming from like such a small town, like mm-hmm. everybody, like they have their church and they kind of outcasted. have their community. Yeah. And uh. it was just, I had nobody that thought the way that I did. Mm-hmm. And I think that also too was awake. Like I was like, you need to start thinking for yourself. Right. Like you've been so involved in this community and you haven't blinked an eye at it or questioned it. And like, we need we need to do some serious work in right. that department. Like, um, I felt like I, like, turned my brain off. And I was just, like, letting my pastor think for me and, like, tell me what I needed to do. I see. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I read – I mean, I've read book after book. I've – I'm. that's the thing, too, is, like, when I tell people who, like, don't know me, like, for instance, Harley knows that I'm, like, very knowledgeable about – religion and like I obviously came from like a very serious heartfelt place of it um and I 
that's the thing too is like I understand why people like having religion. It mm-hmm. brings you structure. For a lot of people, it brings you comfort, like knowing that like there's an after. This isn't it. And I get that. Yeah. Like that's respectable. Um, but for me, I just I didn't need it. Like mm-hmm. I didn't need this like blanket to protect me from you know like all the what ifs. I guess. Sure. Um, and I just continued to like stand my ground. Yeah. And I've had countless, you know, I've had interactions that are great. Like where me and Harley, like we're the best of friends and we're total different ends of the spectrum. Right. But she respects my decisions and I respect hers. Right. Um, and we can leave it at the table at that. And then I've had people who are like disgusted that Mm. I, I view the world and feel this way. Right. Um, which to me just proves like there is a lot of like hypocritical behavior involved in like religion as a whole. Sure. sure. Um, and I know that that was an issue for like my parents growing up. Like they were like, we've met some of the worst people like in our churches. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I don't know. And then I met my partner and, um, we had a talk one day and I was just like, Hey, like I need to know your moral ground and like what, <laughs> what you believe in. Cause if this is going to be a deal breaker, then like I've got to go. Cause yeah. I'm not changing my mind. Right. Like I've, I've made up my mind. Um, and we talked about it and like, he's like, well, I was raised Catholic, but like, I don't really believe in like the whole religion thing. And like, I've got to like abide by Catholicism rules and like mm-hmm. all this stuff. But so um, he's more, like, spiritual, I guess is probably a better word to call it. Because gotcha. he's not, like, devote to a certain religion. Sure. Um, but, yeah, I just – I don't think there's anything. I think that I pretty much just believe in science. And there's either a, you know, a psychological reason for everything. There's a scientific reason for everything. And if there's not at this moment in time, science has evolved over – how many millions of years and it'll continue evolving like there's things that we have answers for today scientifically that we didn't have you know 100 years ago right um so that's that's the other thing too is like trying to get people to understand they're like well but science can't explain this and i'm like yet right like that's like my whole thing is like yet well that's the thing like even even in our in our religion right um you know i think sometimes one i totally agree like there is sometimes a lot of hypocritical behavior mm-hmm. because people, I think, in their attempt to try and live like the life they think that they're trying, the, the religious aspects of the life they're trying to live, right. they don't like. They realize like they're trying to enforce that on people, mm-hmm. and then like judgment comes out, yeah. mm-hmm. and they don't realize like would would Christ or the Savior, or whatever, right? Would they? Would he? Would he inflict? Like, would right. he put that judgment on? No, he wouldn't, right? And that's the teachings, yeah. right? Is like, mm-hmm. be Christ-like. Don't you wouldn't judge people. You wouldn't yeah. push them away. Wouldn't shun them. But people, it's like they don't understand how right. to. And I think that's beyond just like religion too. Is like a lot of people don't know how to accept that someone else has a different view mm-hmm. and be okay with that and realize like you know what we're still people. We're still trying to figure it out and we don't have all the answers. Right. Um, the other thing that I think is interesting too is like I like that you bring up the scientific part because. Mm-hmm. For me, at least, I look at it – I've always – when it came to religion, 
I think a lot of people on the religious side try to just go full spirituality sure. and throw science out the window. Right. And I'm like, and and I've never fully understood that about like people in religion because I think it's just hard for them to mix the two. It's like there's no way like man could figure this out and da, 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 right. all this stuff, right? But I'm seeing her going like, well, surely like science does play a part, and science science has like right. what's to say like whoever that creator is or you know, God or Jesus or whatever you believe in, right? What's to say he doesn't, like, he's using science that we don't understand, right. you know? And that's that's where, for me, I've always thought, like, I think science totally plays a part. And we, there are science things, scientific parts that we don't understand. Mm-hmm. And it, it doesn't, it doesn't mean it's all spiritual, right? It's not yeah. like, it's not like God's using magic to do right. stuff, right? Mm-hmm. He's, yeah. he's using basic principles of science that we maybe don't understand, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, that's very interesting that like you've you you kind of going from full in to then mm-hmm. not believing in and your experience there. Yeah. I think the um I watched an interview and the thing that like I resonated with the most where I was like I found a a person like me. Like I mm-hmm. this is what I think. Like, oh my gosh, was um the argument is that you know, in and this might not be across all religions, although I think it's a pretty generic um, way that people describe whatever God that they choose to believe in, is that God is all powerful and all good at the same time. Mm. I believe that those two things cannot coexist at the same time mm. in a higher power. Interesting. What do you mean by that? Um, being like, like for example, if. Um, if God is all powerful, right, then he should be able to provide, um, in a world that is free from harm, free from disease, Mm -hmm. um, free from, you know, natural disaster. And so if he is all powerful and he can do that, and then people's first response to that is, well, yeah, but God gave us free will. Right, right. Right. That was always a big thing in church for us, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and my answer to that was always, well, if he gave us free will and chose to not be all-powerful and stop all of these harmful things that hurt the people that he loves, then he's not all good. Because I can't, mm. I can't view anybody, like, if even if it were just, like, if we were, like, Greek gods and it was, like, an actual human being or whatever. Yeah. If you have the power to stop all of that, but you choose not to use it, to me, you cannot be good. Mm, interesting. Like, he just, he can't be both. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I think for for me, and I, I don't know, Harley, if, what, what your thoughts are on this. I think for me, when I, I look at that, because that, that's a good point. I've never, I've never heard that before, but that's an interesting perspective on, mm-hmm. you know, all-powerful and and all good. And you're right. The first thing that does come out is, you know, well, every, he, we have to have our free will and our agency mm-hmm. yeah. to progress. But I thought one thing that I heard, I heard someone mention um, about, it, it wasn't to that bring up the all powerful, all good mm-hmm. thing, but it's, it's something along those lines. Right. I think what they mentioned was um, with, oh man, it slipped in my mind. It just slipped my mind. Um, um I gonna say. I hate it when 
when that happens. I know. I, I do like, that all the time. I get total brain frog. Yeah. Brain frog. Brain frog. Hence <laughs> <laughs> right there. <laughs> just um, do you have anything to add to that? I, I, I'll, I'm sure it will come back to me. I mean, it's, just, it's definitely just like different. Um, I don't know. I just feel like how people see like live their lives like it's how like mm-hmm. they live their lives and they're religious and like I mm-hmm. totally get like that's like what people believe in and that's just like what they just mm-hmm. devote their time into but it's also it's like sometimes you just want to make sure that you kind of don't get like not that we shouldn't be completely devoted to our religion like I'm totally devoted to like my mm-hmm. religion but it's like we're also in the real world too mm-hmm. um, right. and we have our agency to choose and it's like you have to realize um, that no one's perfect. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, like, what we believe in is, like, no one was made perfect. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's, yeah. and just, like, kind of thinking about, like, the what would Jesus do and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I just remember my thought, actually, as you were talking. I <laughs> kind of spurred it out of me. Um, the thing that, oh, the, the thought that I, it, someone had mentioned was a lot of times people will think, like, why is God letting these bad things happen to me? Or why, why is this being allowed? Like if he's all powerful and he knows all, like why would he let this happen? And people jump to, well, it's the free agency. But he pointed out that we are all, we all have agency mm-hmm. and part of God's plan is allowing us to be free agents mm-hmm. and think freely and learn and grow. But in order to do that, like I think sometimes, and this comes back to a point you made as mm-hmm. well. I think sometimes people use religion as, almost a crutch Mm -hmm. to be like to excuse themselves from having to figure life out or Mm -hmm. take action or take responsibility sure and and i like what you said about like you you were like i gotta take i gotta like figure out me Mm -hmm. and i gotta take like i gotta take steps to stop just letting people influence me and like go i'm gonna take initiative and i think a lot of people like use religion in that fashion yeah um but his point was that Everyone has the free agency to act, right? Mm -hmm. And so, like, if someone does something that's selfish or greedy, like your boss, oh, like the automotive guy, he, like, he's just thinking about all the money Mm -hmm. and, like, putting up these new buildings and just kind of, like, screwing over all his employees. God has to allow him to have his free agency, just like he has to allow you to have your free agency and the other guy to have his free agency. And so while he, he's not, like, necessarily allowing bad things to happen to you, it's not like he's trying to inflict upon it. People are making their own choices, but his point, this guy that I was listening to, his point was saying how God allows everyone to make their choices. And then because people do make mistakes or are bad people or mm-hmm. are out for them, their own good and not others, it inflicts pain or harm upon people. And what God tries to do is hopefully if people are trying to grow closer to him, he's trying to guide them to make the best possible outcome possible. Mm-hmm. And hopefully – we learn from that and grow closer to him and grow as individuals because that's part of life as well. Um, But we, you know, he is guiding us to have the best possible outcome. And I think that's Mm -hmm. kind of what our faith tries to teach is, you know, we grow and we learn. He allows trials to happen um, because that's just agency. Um, But we hopefully, you know, he, if we turn to him, he's always going to look out for our best interest in the long run. Um, but I do think that I, I do really like your point about the, mm-hmm. um, like using the religion as a crutch. Cause I just think that happens way too much. And like, even in our faith, mm-hmm. they, 
they bring that up a lot where it's like it's talked about like take action you know like god's not just going to be like oh poof here you go blessings you know or poof this happened for you like they talk about taking action but i think a lot of times people turn to religion thinking like oh it will shelter me or i can just Mm -hmm. like lean upon it as a crutch and i won't have to take action like i'll be saved or whatever and it's like that's not like at least in my opinion Mm -hmm. if god wanted that then he would have just used all his power just poof 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 Mm -hmm. poof make it happen Mm -hmm. and and truthfully like why even why even come to an earth where it's imperfect people and all that like Mm -hmm. you know it's like just chill wherever we were before you know yeah Yeah. and uh so my opinion it's like we gotta we gotta still take action as people in a positive direction and like realize like if we turn to god he'll guide us but he also a lot of times at least for me when in my own kind of spiritual journey i guess i feel like a lot of times like when i was confused sometimes i'd be waiting like oh god tell me what to do you know what what do you want and a lot of times it was almost like he was sitting there going once i you know humbled myself enough to listen (laughs) god was like um i need you to make a choice and then i'll guide you from there and and i was like oh okay well that kind of sucks i wish you would just tell me but you know it's like make a choice and go for it so i think that is a really good point though about people using sometimes religion just to let them be guided. And that can be dangerous yeah. too in some reli- – when people are manipulative if they yeah. want to be. Yeah. Um, I – it's so f- – and this is like – I. F- <laughs> this might not be a universal experience for a lot of people. But um, mm-hmm. I – looking back, I almost think that I was a – worse person when I was deeply religious mm. because we were taught in the church that it's okay if you sin and we're all going to make mistakes mm. but as long as you repent those and you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior in your heart yeah, then it's going to be okay and mm. so I and I think that and now I know that this is a universal experience for religious people yeah. because I know I can't even count how many people I know that also have had this mentality of, okay, well, like temptation, like for premarital sex and whatever. It's like, well, I know I'm not supposed to do this, but if I do it, it's not the end of the world because I can just repent and go back and then everything will be fine. Right. And you use and abuse that power. And when you – that's what I was doing. I yeah. did that for so long. I and I'll admit it. I, I would be like, I know I'm not supposed to do this, but like, yeah, I really want to. So I'm gonna go do it, and then I'll repent and I'll like never do it again. And yeah. then it was the same thing the next week, and I just kept doing it and kept doing it. And um, when I came out of religion fully, mm-hmm. and it was not religious anymore, I said I wasn't gonna do it anymore. I didn't have these urges anymore to mm. go to the things that you're not supposed to do or go, I guess m- maybe for lack of a better word, go do things that aren't serving me. Like me, yeah. like when I was religious and I was going out and like having premarital sex with people when I wasn't supposed to, when I was 17 years old, right? like that, I didn't want to do that anymore. Like, mm. because it didn't serve me. Right. And so I think that there's this huge And I think that's why it's so important to talk about, I think it's so overshadowed in churches and I wish it was talked about more about like your, 
Because essentially you're, like, not controlled, but you have these limitations and these things laid out in front of you that it's like, you can't do this. Right. And you tell a 16-year-old what they can't do, they want to do it 10 times more. Right. And there's no discussion further of it. It's just, you can't do this. These are the rules. Yeah. We're done talking about it. Yeah. Um, and I think if, I like, I just, you know, I was a 16-year-old kid. I'm like, dude, screw this. I'm like, going to do that thing. Yeah. Right, exactly. Totally. Um, and then when I came out of it, I didn't want... I had so much, like, I did so much self-reflection and figured out the root cause of those issues. And I was like, well, I was being told what I could and couldn't do. Mm-hmm. And I don't like being told what I can and can't do. Right. <laughs> so um, when I came out of it and I didn't have this, like, rule book in front of me anymore and I didn't have a mentor telling me every day, like, these are what the steps you need to take and you can't go this way. Once I came out of that and didn't have that structure of the church anymore – and I had total free will, finally, of what I could and couldn't do. I didn't want to do the bad things anymore. Right. Like, I was – I became so, like, self-involved. And I didn't want anything to do with anybody. I didn't mm-hmm. care about the cute boy that I saw on Instagram. <laughs> like, I didn't care about my friends going out and partying and smoking and drinking. Like, I didn't want to do it anymore. Right. And I just found this, like – the self-worth that I didn't know that I had. Mm. And I was like, wow, like I can be enough for myself. Like I felt like I was always trying to live up to these expectations and like be this perfect child for, for God. And I could never do it. Yeah. And I left and then I was like, I'm enough for me. Right. Like that's like the best feeling is just being enough for you. Yeah. And everything in my life like fell in line after that. To the point where, like, like people are always like, oh, do you think you could go back? Like, do you think you could go to church and, like, be like, oh, okay, maybe. No. Right. There's no way. Well, I, there's probably, like, I'm sure you're probably like, well, I don't want to return to that. Right. You know? <laughs> right. No, we'd have to go to a <laughs> different. you feel like so much. Well, <laughs> yeah. and also, like, you feel like you've become so, like, and I, I say feel, but yeah. obviously you have. Mm-hmm. Um, you become such a better version of yourself yeah. it's like i don't want to return right to right yeah i just and i and me and harley have talked about this too like she she knows that i'm a good person yeah and i have high morals and yeah. i hold myself to a high standard um and that's there's nothing like i don't need that religious structure in my life to be a good person yeah um and I know that's how a lot of people feel and that the religious structure gives them like a reason to be a good person. Yeah. And I just didn't need that. Mm-hmm. Like I could just be a good person for me. And when I started doing that, I so many things fell into line in my life. Um, and I was so much more happier right. than when I was super involved in my church. Yeah. Um, like I just, I got, I got into bodybuilding. I met my partner at the gym. Like I, he's my best friend. Yeah. Um, and everything in life just, it just worked. Yeah. Everything just fit so perfect for me. And I felt like prideful, like that I could do that for myself and not have to like crutch on something and like mess up and then be like, like, what do I do? Yeah. I just, it just happened. What's interesting. And this is just kind of a thought that crossed my mind as someone who does believe in God, obviously, Mm -hmm. and religious, you know, I bet in my mind, I'm thinking too, is like, 
I almost guarantee you from like, like from God's perspective, not that I'm speaking on behalf of God, just mm-hmm. putting that out there to everyone. <laughs> I'm sure he looks because I think a lot of people would go like, oh, you're gonna, you're damned, you know, you're going to hell because you For don't sure, believe yeah. in God, right? Right. Yeah, I've gotten that one plenty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure from God's perspective, he'd be looking at going, you know what, even if like she doesn't believe in me mm-hmm. and doesn't give me credit for whatever it is, like the fact that she's feels happy living these high morals, mm-hmm. you know, taking care of herself, like in his eyes, I'm sure he's like, I'd much rather have her happy living those morals, living a clean mm-hmm. life than her being devout and going to church mm-hmm. and, and right. giving me the credit. And that's why, yeah. you know, that's where I like, honestly, as in, in our faith, I probably wouldn't be a member if like it wasn't so um, personally driven mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because that's the one thing like, you know, like obviously we've got like there's the organization of the church and there's sure. wards and members and a community to it. And, and that's all great. And I, I like the people I've met in, in mm-hmm. church, right? Like, well, obviously we know each other from church, right? Yeah, we yeah. met at a church thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the thing that I like, honestly, I don't think I would ever like it, if it was just that I would be like, I'm out of here. Yeah. But for me, it was like the fact that it's been so much more driven towards, and and I don't know if that's like some of the some people don't think this way in our in our ward like in our church, and they have different views on it. But for me, it's like, and I think they try to preach this from from kind of the top down. You know, is you know it's very much like there's principles, mm-hmm. Christian principles of the faith, but then it's principles, and you choose how you live those in your life and implement mm-hmm. those in your life, and it's between. You and the Lord. And I think that's like the the part for me is like it's all about growing a relationship with the Lord. And I don't know. I don't, I'm don't. i not overly familiar with other churches. I don't know if they focus on that. I think sometimes other churches try to almost make it like there's you and then there's another person who will connect you to God. That's what like Catholicism yeah. is like. Yeah. And for me, I like – for me, it's like no, like I want to have a one-on-one personal relationship with God. And so anytime like – it comes to making choices or like these rules that there are and, and like that better our life in the long run, right? Like not having premarital sex or, mm-hmm. you know, not drinking or smoking or whatever it is. Like for us, it's drinking, smoking and coffee or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, like, cause I, I like what you point out. It's like people almost, they say, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. And it's like, Oh, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, you make it a, a no, no. And everyone wants to do it yeah. for me. Like, because the, it's been made more personal relationship wise for me. It's like almost if I was like, if, if I was married to Harley, right. I wouldn't want to like go and have sex with someone else because I know it would hurt her. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so because it's been more internalized and relationship driven, I'm more like, Oh, I don't want to do that because I don't want to like, I know that I know the Lord would forgive me. I know he would welcome me back into the fold. If I really, Changed it around and chose mm-hmm. differently, but I don't want to, I don't want to disappoint or ruin that relationship I have. I want to, I want to try to have a strong relationship there, whatever that means. And I know I, I'm going to screw up along the way, mm-hmm. but I think that's for me, like why, if anything, I've stuck around for the, the faith that we believe in, like the faith that we're in. Cause like, if it was just community, just like that, I would be like, nah, I don't think so. But it's that relationship connection for me that I think has at least helped me want to stick around t- towards mm-hmm. it. Um, but anyways, 
just total side side thought to that. But <laughs> I know Harley, what, what do you have any thoughts on? Well, I like kind of agree with what you're saying, like the relate, like our personal relationship with God and stuff like that. That's definitely important, especially and it's huge in our relationship. I, I'm, I mean, in our religion, in our nowadays. relationship, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in our religion nowadays, um, especially like. I feel like our religion also is adapting to the times and everything like that. Like we've had some because it's it's an old religion and it's been around for a long time that obviously like the rules and stuff like things kind of you have to adjust to the times just mm-hmm. given the circumstances. Right. Um, and so it's definitely just like how you view things like that and how you talked about like our morals. And I think that's definitely something that we see in our religion Obviously, some of the worst people can come from religious backgrounds, mm-hmm. but... Oh, some of the worst people I know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, and I feel like uh, this is just, like, my personal, like, preference is, like, I... Obviously, it comes down to the golden rule, treat others the way you want to be mm-hmm. treated. And I obviously, like, view people um, kind of also, like, religious standard is, like, everyone as, like, God's children. And we are all, like, the same. Like, we are mm-hmm. all loved, like everyone's love like there's no one that's not loved like we're all treated the same like sometimes the better people are the ones that aren't coming like from religious backgrounds right and they're the ones that are just like very like non-judgmental and you like I feel like a lot of times I can be myself more around you versus Mm -hmm. like other people in my religion and it's definitely different that way but I feel like now as I'm getting older and there's less people that are also my age that aren't married or have experienced life, like sure. we're kind of more of the same now than ever. Right. Um, so. I think that's a big part too is like I think it's easy to want to group off, mm-hmm. be like we all believe this and yeah. you mm-hmm. all believe that and we got to be. You, you know, right. politics, this, yeah. politics, right? And it's like, in some ways, those are good because, like, there are similar beliefs and you can work through that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, I love, I'm going to, sorry, mom. I love my mom. Like, I really do. <laughs> but my mom, like, just was raised in a, and, and in the long time, like, you know, 60, 70 years ago, go, like, you kind of believed what you believed, right? Yeah. And so she was raised in a family where it was like, there's a right and there's a wrong and there's mm-hmm. this and that. Sure. And, and while... I do think there is right and there is wrong and there is good and there is evil, like all those things. I think there is a lot of gray, mm-hmm. you know, it's not just black and white. Right. There, there, there's those, there's those two. And that sometimes you got to fit into those categories. There are certain things, but a lot of times there's things that we just don't have enough information to fully understand the full scope. And I think it's for me on the religion. And I, I wish more people would be willing to say like, you know, like there's gray area and mm-hmm. I don't fully understand. Yeah. But I feel like that's for me, like not trying to, not, not trying to backtrack what I said about the crutch, but mm-hmm. it's in those moments where I go, I kind of do put things back on the Lord, I guess, mm-hmm. and go, I don't understand this. And you obviously have a bigger picture than me. And mm-hmm. so like that is for you to figure out and you decide, like if someone does something, like if someone's living a life that I totally disagree with, it's like, I don't have to shun them mm-hmm. or kick them to the curb. Like I can just listen and understand and go like, I hear you. I, I want to understand where you're coming from as best I can. I'm never going to fully understand it. But then it's still like, I can still care about you as an individual because that's between you and 
God to figure out. Like, that's mm-hmm. between you and the Lord. And if you believe in it, you don't believe it, like, that's okay. But, like, that doesn't have to affect me and my opinion of you. Mm-hmm. Like, we can work on things that we agree on. We can work on things we don't dis- that don't agree on. And But there's a lot more, I think, grace space than we give mm-hmm. life credit for. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that's... I think that's a hard thing, and I think past generations didn't fully understand that. It was just mm-hmm. whether it was a simpler time or whatever you want to right. say. Um, but I think that's something that our generation is starting to understand better mm-hmm. is that sometimes I do think we take it to an extreme where it's like everything goes out the window mm-hmm. and everything's okay. But there is a lot more gray, I think, than that we have to accept than just mm-hmm. black, white, right, wrong. To, you right. Know. So, yeah. yeah. But, well, we've been uh, – We've been going for almost two hours, and uh, <laughs> and I've I, this has been great. I honestly like, um, you know, I I didn't know exactly what we were going to talk about. I think we all didn't know exactly what we were going to talk about, but um, I love that we can sit down and have great discussions about mm-hmm. a variety of topics, mm-hmm. um, yeah. whether we agree on them or not. Right. Um, and I know I've learned a lot. Um, so do you guys have any kind of last words of wisdom before we? <sighs> hmm. <laughs> Not really. I'm not very wise. Mary's the best at giving advice, so leave us with something inspiring, Mary. (laughs) Wow. Inspiring. (laughs) Inspire us one more time. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just hope that, I don't know. I just think that it's nice to, like, coming on here when Harley was like, Matt called and he wants me to go on the podcast. And she's like, I don't want to go by myself. And I'm like, I'll go. Yeah. She's like, really? <laughs> like, yeah. Well, it's just because it's, and it's I, different. Like, yeah. Because yeah. a lot I, of people, religion-wise, like, mm-hmm. it's so many people, like, you're automatically judging a book by its yeah. cover and you yeah. don't know anything about them. But Right. Yeah. I think it's just important for, like I said, like, people to – think for themselves and oh, like sure. yeah. keep half a brain yeah. and um i don't know i just like i would have never thought that harley and i would be as close as we are like sure. from the first day we met at work like yeah. um that and i think i can say that about quite a few people in my yeah. life like i would have just never thought that like our paths would have crossed and we would have stuck yeah. but like me and harley stuck like glue like yeah yeah and i think it just it's nice to see like people can be like the best of friends and have mutual yeah. respect for each other, yeah. even though we are like different. Totally we are different. black and white, like we're different. But yeah. I think that's what's important. Is like I've we're the same age, but we're at such different stages in life mm-hmm. and come from such different backgrounds that it's like she can lean on me when she needs to, and like I can lean on her if I ever need to. Yeah, um, it's just important to yeah. have those relationships. Be a well-rounded mm-hmm. individual. Absolutely. Dynamic duo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. No, I love it. Yeah, I think we honestly all have way more in common probably than we do differences. Than we think, yeah. Yes. And even though we come from completely different sides of the spectrum and right. from different parts of the world um, and life, um, we're all people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? for sure. And there's something we can all relate to if we're willing to look for it. And yeah. So the, I'm glad you guys came on because I, you know, like I said, I didn't know what to expect exactly. Mm-hmm. But the fact that we can just sit down and like shoot the breeze, talk mm-hmm. about a variety of topics and hopefully gain from each other and learn. And mm-hmm. I just think it's great. Yeah, this was fun. Yeah. It was awesome. It's great. Thanks well, we'll for ha- having us. Oh, 
you're welcome. Thanks. Yeah. No, I'm I'm glad I came. We'll I have guess. to do a <laughs> we'll have to do a follow up. I hear you're into the gym. We'll have to do one about I know, nutrition and fitness. I know, I know. That we was didn't even one. get to I it. I know. We'll do a. I don't think I need to be a part of that. One. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, you have no. you have an athletic background. It'll no. be perfect. I don't, but I'm not like. She's what we'll have to do. Knows a lot more. I'm gonna become Harley's Her, PT, basically. I was super it? when I saw <laughs> that on we'll the thing. We'll be into shape though. Literally, I'm, I'll pay you. I like. I'm. I'm a nut about like you know biohacking and like fitness, like especially all mm-hmm. natural ways to. So yeah, we'll have to do that, and yeah, maybe we can. Ooh, maybe next time we'll do like some sort of like, like maybe we'll all come in like some sort of themed. You know, we'll theme it. We'll yeah. make it all fitness related. Yeah. I'll put some, like, basketballs on the table or something. Yeah. So, a dumbbell it? or something. Yeah. We'll I'll, theme it out. I'll just be here for morals. Oh we'll I have a volleyball love, in the corner. Uh, I don't. Yeah. I would love to. Oh I'd love to do a podcast about, like, fitness and holistic health. Okay. That yeah, would we'll, be awesome. Yeah, we'll, we'll plan something Not enough people out. know. No. And it's just. There's yeah. so much. There's so much not there's good so information out there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mary's we have to stop her. before we. I know. <laughs> I know. Going. Mary's on her soapbox uh, right now. Uh, We're about to get into a top oh, tier topic for her. I know. I know. We need to right. cut it right now. We'll save it for next time. So, thanks, guys. This has been awesome. Yeah, thanks.